The following production is part of the We Be Geeks Podcast Collective. Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts, visit red5network.com. Produced with podcasting gear from Tascam. Trust your audio to Tascam. Sound thinking. Hey, nerds, discover your geeky haven with Toink.com. We've been delivering you the best products and all things pop culture for more than 20 years. Enjoy a wide selection of officially licensed merch from your favorite fandoms. We carry top brands from Disney, Funko, Marvel, and DC, Star Wars, Harry Potter, and much, much more. We also offer an array of exclusives that you won't find anywhere else. With all these collectible goods, you're definitely going to need a bigger boat. Dive in with code WINGEEKS15 to save 15% off your first order at toink.com. To another episode of Wookie Radio, it is the Smugglers Three, Ken, Derek, and myself, Mike. As opposed to last week on Mighty Marvel Geeks, I said Kylan, Derek, and Mike. So, Derek, welcome to Mighty Marvel Geeks as well. I didn't even know I was on. <laughs> I was so fried. <laughs> Derek instead of Eric. Well, not the first time you've got nope. us mixed up. Nope. <laughs> um, These things. Hey, it wouldn't it wouldn't be a Weeby Geeks Podcast Collective family podcast if I don't mix family up like you would your kids or your your animals. Maybe one of these days we'll switch an episode, Eric, <laughs> and really mess with your head. Oh, if you two coordin- coordinated that uh, <laughs> behind my back, that would be <laughs> funny. That would seriously be funny. I and, and y'all have got each other. I think everyone in the group's got each other's phone numbers from the times that I've done a group chat to all four of you guys. Mm. So you just got to find it. Um, check out the homepage, wookieradio.net. Support our affiliates like um, the image is there. I just don't have it hot linked yet. It will be soon. Uh, Red, Flag, Red Flag Workshop, where you can get patches, stickers for your Star Wars National Parks or your National Park Ranger patch, or for the little ones, or if you just want to be creative, the color your own Junior Ranger Park Ranger patch, which looks cool too. Tatooine has a gonk droid on it. Yes. I love a good gonk droid. Um, and I will say there are coming soon, and uh, they'll be up sometime soon. There's going to be a resistance with the X70 
TIE Fighter, or TIE Fighter, X-Wing, sorry. Um, it'll be black with orange um, because the resistance was black, black base with orange. Well, and Pose X-Wing, and it's designed around Pose X-Wing uh, the, for the sequels. Uh, an Empire with a Star Destroyer, um, a Smuggler, Scoundrel One with the Millennium Falcon. And from another franchise, which the three of us also love, because we don't care about the drama between the franchises. We love them both. Um, there is, it's the Enterprise from Strange New World hmm. Command. Um, I showed Ken before show, Derek. But I'm going to show you guys again so you, you guys could give your reactions on air. There's the one side of the smuggler with the smuggler and the scoundrel logo, which that should look familiar, Derek from Galaxy's Edge. Mm-hmm. And on the other side, it looks like an Arabish, but it's English. It's, uh, it's a font called um, Air, like English Besh, English Besh, and it's Arabish inspired, inspired English. Uh, Empire. Oh, nice. I like cool. that one. With the same font. Are those embroidered? Yes. Okay. Yeah, hmm. they're embroidered, not not uh, sublimated. So they're 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 like uh, your traditional um, remove before flight earrings. I have a cu- I have a couple that are uh, sublimated, and I just like the I, I like the I mean they're they're nice, but I, I love the the vibe of the embroidered. So here's the resistance with the X wing. Cool. And then the Enterprise. The, uh, I mean, when you, when you think Star Trek, I mean, you think, you think the Enterprise mm-hmm. and I'm, and depending on how these sell on his shop, um, I may talk to him about doing variations of like the Enterprise D mm. for next generation, mm-hmm. uh, doing the original series with the, with the bubble in the cells. See, I had to give him a hard time because I was like, dude, how could you do the first one you do for Star Trek without doing either the original Enterprise from the 60s <laughs> or at least the one from the movies with the block here in the cells? Because at the, at the time, that was the first one I was really able to find that was crisp enough without being overly detailed for a thread count conversion. Hey, I saw Star Trek 3. The original Enterprise was plenty crispy. Oh, <laughs> yeah. There was a lot of things crispy. That's a very sad moment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, also, too, but use code SMUGGLER3, which says it in the image on the site. SMUGGLER3 for 25% off your purchase. So worth it. It's great stuff. Um, and I'm going to say the first person on Twitter that I can confirm with Ryan at Red Flag that says that they have ordered and used the code... I will send one that will not be available on his website. You can only get it through us. A Wookiee radio remove before flight key ring, key ring tag. And it's got remove before flight in Arabish on both sides. So the first person on Twitter who says they, they've used the code smuggler three to order something off the site. And I will confirm this with Ryan. will get a key ring because believe me, I got plenty to give out. <laughs> but I want to give the first, but I'm going to give out one to the first person this week, at least this week. Um, also, too, use code Wookie at Rebel Sabers for 10 percent off your saber needs. 
and hit some great stuff there. Um, check out their Instagram as well. Uh, some good teases of some stuff coming down the line, including his version of the Dooku Saber. He, 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 he. I, I have gotten on a Dooku Saber kick. Um, we're aware. Um, I have one. I got the Disney um, Dark Tyrannus Saber. Nice. I, I just got to save up the money I so I could get the Jedi Dooku. And I would even go as far as saving up the money so I could use. And you know what? I'm just going to go ahead and make it this week's pick of the week from Toink. Use the code WINGEEKS15 for 15% off your purchase. And the pick of the week is this week is the Black Series lightsaber of Count Dooku's that they have from Hasbro that they have on the site. Because I would love to get that one as well. I, I'm almost at that stage. I want a collection of Dooku sabers. <laughs> so. Um, also, use code WeebyGeeks, all one word, for 15% off your purchase at Biddy Boomers for your Bluetooth speaker needs. And trust me, after you see our video about Biddy Boomers that we did in the past, you need a Biddy Boomer. It's a mm. lot of speaker in a little small package that you can take with you anywhere, and it's so worth it. So easy to sync up Bluetooth-wise. So... Now, do you have do you have a spot on our website that actually has all this all those listed all yes. of our sponsor stuff on okay. the on the right hand side of the website? Uh, everything does it have the codes? Has the codes? Okay. Uh, everything but Rebel Sabers and Red Flag Workshop are hot linked. That if you click on them, it'll open up a new tab to the site to their cool. site. So there's that. Because I don't even remember half the time what stuff we have <laughs> because we have so many different codes. Yeah. Well, I just found out uh, the Weeby Geeks code, code still works over at uh, Heroes and Villains. Mm-hmm. Because I, oh. I just ordered something from there. I say I'm always slipping through there because they're always adding new stuff. Yeah. they. I, I want to say they just added a bunch of new Mandalorian stuff. Yeah. But I'm I, right now looking. <laughs> I, I just ordered. I wanted to get the Tuscan Raider sling bag but it's sold out um but i've got the uh imperial star destroyer sling bag coming and guess what i'm gonna add to it i'm gonna add my imperial star destroyer remove before flight keyring tag to that bag once it comes in it's only appropriate right yeah so um we got some stories tonight uh, we're, we're not gonna, we're going to try and catch up on two episodes of Mandalorian and two episodes of Bad Batch next week, if possible. If not, we will talk about this week's next week only because there's been some logistics issues that, um, a couple of us have not been able to get caught up on the shows yet. Well, it's difficult because they are released on the same day we record, and I know some of us have jobs that we have. <laughs> I know, and such. You got to move closer to your job. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you you watch Bad Batch at lunch. No, I can't. You watch Mandalorian <laughs> lunch too. No, I can't. <laughs> That's the only thing I have this season is like both both episodes were like short. Yeah, yeah, but um. Derek, I think you put up the first story this week uh, about a shakeup at Lucasfilm. Yes. Please, so, please do tell. I will. Okay. <clears throat> so there's been some big news 
has come out. Uh, this this came out in Variety, so um, you know, Variety's uh, Variety's not a, a a tabloid rag, you know. So, <laughs> but apparently, um, there's some big changes in the upcoming films. Some big shakeups, including uh, Kevin Feige's planned film, Patty Jenkins's planned film, and Taika Waititi's film. And uh, so, basically, the basic information is um, Kevin Feige and Patty Jenkins no longer have films because they've been shelved. Uh, Patty Jenkins, of course, was doing the Rogue Squadron film, which I was kind of looking forward to. So that's unfortunate. I, I was, I was too, because I was kind of hoping it would turn into at least a two-picture deal. Mm. And uh, and I was interested to see what Kevin Feige was going to do with Star Wars. I think he could have, he could have really done something interesting. Yeah, wouldn't it? Well, both of these, both of these, those two. It doesn't. It's not really a big surprise that this because. Um, Patty Jenkins, the, yeah. like, half two years ago, had pretty much walked away and they're like, oh, maybe it's still going, maybe it's been in limbo. Mm-hmm. With Feige, with so much Marvel, they've announced, what, 19 projects over the next five years? Something like mm-hmm. that. But you know, Feige, I would have expected that one to have been either maybe a Doctor, or Doctor Afra franchise based on the Marvel character or possibly about the Bounty Hunters you know, a spinoff of the, the Bounty Hunters series with Valance, which was a, a Marvel character. I, I would have loved to have seen his film be something based on a character that was created that's now canon um, from Marvel Comics brought to the screen. I don't know if he would have done that, though, because yeah, he's not really involved in the comics. No, but I, I, I would have thought it would have been cool to tie it you know, with the Marvel connection, though. Well, it depends. With, with some of the rumors that you see flying around right now, with uh, after Ant Man and all that came out, you never know what's going on anyway. Yeah. I actually enjoyed Ant Man, but I don't know about anybody else. I, I enjoyed Ant Man. It was okay. I didn't hate it, was, it but it definitely it the greatest it was, horrible film. But yeah, it, I put it square in the middle somewhere. It, it wasn't the strongest of the three Ant Man film. Ant Man films. No. It wasn't Thor three. <laughs> no. No. Um, oh, no. It, what was it? No, Thor 2. Thor 2 was the one that was. Oh, like, Thor 3. 2 was horrible. Iron Man and 3 was bad. Iron Man 2 and 3. 2 was okay. 2 three. was good. 2 was good. 3. I didn't hate 2 as much either. 3 was was horrible. Yeah. My problem with 3 was the fact that it came out right after Avengers, and at no point did he call the Avengers. Yeah. <laughs> and um, Thor 2 was just horrible. Uh, the Captain Americas, I absolutely enjoyed, even though I did feel Civil War was actually a mini Avengers movie. Oh, just, not, just not called Avengers because they wanted to highlight, highlight it as a Captain America story mm-hmm. with, with the Winter Soldier. Yeah. And just tie it into the Civil War and, and merge it in with the Civil War um, story arc. It was, way, it was the way of doing Civil War without having all the mutants and everything else that yeah. fit the Marvel Universe. Although, it would have been cool to actually see like a full... Oh, full yeah. Oh, yeah. Civil War. Civil War. 
Yeah. Which I hope later down the line, we eventually get uh, House of M, which would be the next. Either that or, or Battle World or maybe a the Civil way, War 2. Oh, Battle World? Way, wasn't that part um, of the Part of what? That? Yeah, the Secret Wars, yeah. So that could happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the way they left uh, Scarlet Witch, it is possible that they could do House of M. Mm-hmm. But in order to do that, they would have to either use that to introduce the X-Men or first introduce the X-Men. Yeah. That's yeah. coming. They haven't announced it yet, but, well, they have a couple of un- untitled Marvel things on this calendar anyway. Yeah. Uh, right. the, there's a couple untitled in Phase 6, and speculation is one of them will be an X-Men film. And there's Deadpool 3. Yes. It's going to be interesting how they explain that as part of the MCU. It is. This is going to be very interesting. Yeah, yeah. but getting back to to the story we're talking about and Star Wars. Since we're on a Star Wars podcast. (laughs) Well, that was the Feige stuff. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Oh, one last bit of information here is that the Taika Waititi movie is still happening. And in fact, Taika would like to play a part in the movie as well as direct it. Yeah. That one, it, would, not, it could I'm be done. Sure yeah, I'm not sure about that film though, because I've never seen anything Taika Waititi has done that is in any way serious at all. Even Jojo Rabbit, I've not seen it, but I've seen enough about it and read about it that it still wasn't serious. There's mm-hmm. nothing serious in any of his films or TV shows or anything. I th- I think well, it could it, it could be I, a welcome change to the Star Wars universe. Yeah, but depending I don't think on what. But it, it depends on what it is. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 he could he do could something do some... that just goes heavy on the fun factor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, as as far as we know, this could be this could be a story of freaking Dan and the modal nodes on tour. <laughs> I don't know if I want a Star Wars movie about that. <laughs> but it could be entertaining. I don't now, know about a movie, if but you did, if we did it something like the way they did the Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special this year. Yeah, that would be fantastic. The, the yeah. Dan's holiday special. That's a great idea. Mm-hmm. But uh, going or follow the Max Rebo band. Max Rebo band. Well, would be, two of them touring together. Yeah, and, depe- and depending on what part of the galaxy they're in depends on who the headliner is. Yeah, for some strange reason, if I would like to see Taiko TV as a droid, I don't know why. I no, think he'd make an interesting droid. He he would make an interesting droid. Mm-hmm. I mean, look what he did in in the Thor films, in Ragnarok, mm-hmm. and Love and Thunder. Yeah, you know, where he played uh oh, what's the rock creature? Cor- uh, yeah, Cork. Corn, Cork. Yeah, perfect. It was perfect for that. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I think I think a droid type role. He he would be the Star Wars version of um, Joan Rivers Dot from Spaceballs. <laughs> I I would not mind that type of attitude out of a droid. Yeah, and, and it'd be perfect. But with Patty Jenkins, I still say, even if we don't get the movie from her, what's the possibility of her producing and helping get and, and getting some other and writing and getting some other people to um, direct a Rogue Squadron? series for Disney plus. That would be cool. I would actually, be, go ahead. Go ahead. Better, I think. 
I would almost just because it would be it would be way easier for them to do it cost a lot less because I know um, Iger is flipping out about the um, budget right now. Mm-hmm. Do that as an actual high quality animated show on the p- level of a Clone Wars or a Bad Batch level or, Ro- or um, Rebels level of animation. Um, yeah. it's an idea. That's a thought. I almost want to bring the budget down because your effects would all would drop down some. I mean, it's going to be expensive to make because those were very expensive animated shows to make. Right. But it's still right. not it doesn't cost nearly as much as a live action show, especially if you have a live action show that's based around starships. Right. But again, I wouldn't mind seeing live action and I would love for it to take place where the series takes place between Empire, you know, like maybe right after A New Hope into Empire or Empire into Jedi or even post Jedi into Mandalorian Book of Boba Fett. Well, actually, if you did um, New Hope into Empire, you could do it with Luke um, joining Rogue Squadron and him actually learning and about the force and stuff while he's working with for Rogue Squadron. Actually, it's it's a Luke. Jedi stuff. He's also learning how to be a part of a squad. He's learning how to be outside of the farm. But it's Luke that creates Rogue Squadron. I thought Red Squadron becomes Rogue Squadron. When Luke takes command. And the reason why he doesn't, and they become Rogue Squadron in honor of Rogue One, the Rogue One mission on Scarif. And that's why he's Rogue Leader, not Rogue One, because Rogue One call sign died on Scarif. I thought um, Wedge was... um the first Rogue Squadron leader. Mm-mm. I believe Luke was. Let me look I, don't, I don't know if they've actually established that in the new canon. But either way, it doesn't matter. It's still, it would be an interesting concept at that point. So, But um, there's a couple other things in here. Did you see the other ones in here, Derek? They cover a couple of the other movies and stuff that's going. That's possibilities and things. No, I didn't see those. But they also um, said, I guess, um, the name that keeps popping up like a bad penny here and there. Ryan Johnson's name is still popping up because I guess oh, yeah. he is still on board to do a trilogy at some point. And Kathy Kennedy keeps saying she wants they want to do it. Um, I mean, right now he's really he's busy because they got more of the um, Knives Out and um, Glass Onion. They has at least one or two more of those movies they're going to make. Uh-huh. And he's um, the showrunner and the creator for that new um, Poker Face on Peacock. Uh-huh. So he's got a couple of years of doing that stuff still before he can do anything else. Yeah. But also, I guess um, remember. Um, they've never officially said it's dead, but, um, supposedly, uh, where is it? They've not confirmed, but sources say the studio is actually committed to a film from director Charmin, um, Obed Chinoy, who was a two-time award winner, award-winning documentarian. And, um, she made, uh, oh yeah, she made, a um, her live action debut. Actually, she did two episodes of Miss Marvel directing. Okay. And then Damon Lindelof and Justin Bear Gibson are still supposed to be attached to a movie somewhere, too. Oh, that would be cool, yeah. So those are a couple that are still sitting out there. Um, according to our friends at Wikipedia, I say our friends because we've had one of them. We had one of the, the guys who runs it on the show not too long ago and trying to get him back on the show, actually. Yeah. Um, may, maybe for a Bad Batch roundtable when Bad Batch in, ends. Um According to them, Canon Rogue Squadron, also referred to as Rogue Group, was a Rebel Alliance Starfighter Squadron founded by Luke Skywalker during the Galactic Civil War. They were named for Rogue One, the team of rebels led by Jen Erso, who sacrificed themselves to steal the Death Star plans. 
the squadron officially formed during the Galactic Empire's attack on Makota space docks and fought a number of engagements, including the Battle of Hoth. Okay. Uh, The squadron flew such craft as T-47 airspeeders, a.k.a. snowspeeders, a.k.a. as Lego did a variation, sandspeeders, which Mm -hmm. was a snowspeeder in the tan color, which I would love to have one of each uh, from that same time period. um, Obi-Wan, remember? Well, that was the regular snow speeder. Yeah. Well, it it was just air speeders there. It wasn't actually the one for the coal. Right. Which technically is what they are. Right. The the problem is that they're not space worthy. They have to Mm -hmm. be transported and dropped. I mean, they could fly into atmosphere, but they they can't fly from planet to planet. They have to be dropped in and dropped in atmosphere. Um, T-65B X-Wings and the BTL-A4-Y-Wing assault fighter bomber when heavy ordnance is required. Uh, but the cool thing with the airspeeder, the reason why it becomes a sand or snow speeder becomes a sand speeder is because they had to be modified to keep the sand out of the intakes. Mm-hmm. So as, as we know, sand gets everywhere. It's yes. terrible. Yes. <laughs> it really is. Uh, so um, according to this, this is- commanding officers were commanding uh, commander Luke Skywalker and then commander Wedge Antilles. Second in command was Zeev Sineska or Zev yes. Sineska. Okay, rogue two. Uh, yes, he was rogue two. That's who. The, that's who's rogue two on um in on a hoth. Right, is Zev Sineska. He's the one that finds Luke. Um. Uh, so if so, who who? Okay, so what was calls? Wedge's call sign would was when Luke was rogue leader. What was Wedge? No, they may not have established that. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not seeing it. I'm not seeing his call sign because I want to say he became Rogue Leader in Jedi, wasn't he? I say I think he was in charge of Rogue Squadron at um, Endor. Yes, he was. Yeah. They ever officially established that, but it's one of those like Star Wars legend things. Well, I'm looking at wait, am I looking at canon or am I looking at legend? I'm looking at canon. Yeah, they don't they don't say what his uh, call sign was in, in this article. Well, what was he at um, Yavin? He was red. I, actually, no, they do. He he flew at the Battle of Hoth as Rogue Three. Okay, so he was Rogue Three. But you don't see him at Endor. Zev Zineska may not have made it past after um, Empire. This is true, but we don't know exactly. So that um, has been told. So yeah, I mean, it's there's options there for the Rogue One or for a Rogue Squadron series. I mean, they could they could do. This whole, I mean, because it's, it's may not necessarily be canon. Well, I guess the the tale about how the squadron came about, I, I read off the canon, but they could actually show how Rex Red Squadron becomes Rogue Squadron in in this series. That that's actually really easy because you just say because you realize that after the Battle of Yavin, there's only about Red Flight there or Red Squadron there had what about seven or eight guys in it. Something like that. At the end of the Battle of Yavin, there's only like two. So it's time to rebuild the squadron. And and you're you're talking, okay, well, Mark Hamill is too old for it, but they've already been talking S- Sebastian Stan. Look what they did with Mandalorian, and that's getting better. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, there's a possibility. 
I don't I don't foresee them actually recasting after what they went through with Solo and the way people reacted. Now, Alden Ehrenreich, I thought was a fi- he was a fine Han Solo. I think oh, yeah. he was great. He was good. I like I enjoyed that movie. Um, I mean, they, like- they said there was another guy better. Where yeah, he may have had the the voice matching of Harrison Ford had the the slight may have looked closer Harrison Ford, but Alden had the minor. To me, he had he, he had the swagger. He had the minor ticks, minor gestures. He worked on it. Right. But yeah. he ha- he had all those little subtle nuances that the other guy didn't have. That is mm. stereotypical Harrison Ford, whether it's him as Jack Ryan, him as Indiana Jones, him as Han Solo, him as whoever. Yeah. Alden had nailed those little nuances, the tilt of the head, the way, he, you know, certain the way he flicks his hand with certain gestures. I mean, he really it looked like he really studied the tape on Harrison Ford, mm-hmm. whereas the other guy was a great impersonator, but didn't ca- have all the nuances. Yeah. He had the voice. He had the slight look. But, but no, Alden was I thought Alden was ideal. I loved his but performance. After the general population's reaction to Solo, which they're going to blame him, they're going to blame everything in the world on the, what the reaction to that movie was. Yep. Now, the fact that it was six months after the one of the poorest performing Star Wars movies ever. There were other there were other things wrong, yeah, yeah. But involving that reaction, film, and it's not the cast. I see there's um, a whole them. a whole list of things yeah. other than the cast, and, and we've no, discussed I see it. If they do more stories with the original trilogy characters, we're gonna have they're gonna go more the direction of what they went with Mandalorian, and doing the deep fake and having another actor play it and adjust the face. Because the first time well, we ever did, did this was back in Rogue One when yeah. it started with um. Tarkin and Leia. But then you see how much better it got when they got to doing Luke. Mm-hmm. And now that they've done that, they, oh, and it's getting cheaper to do this because the technology, now that they've worked with that technology, now Lucasfilm obviously in, um, has adjusted it in the way they want to do it. And it's getting even better. Right. So I, that's, I mean, it's, what that's what they're going to do. If they use the original Han Luke Leia, especially Han Luke Leia, that's who, what they're going to do, is my prediction right now. Right. Well, and and they could and they could use Carrie's daughter if they needed to mm-hmm. for for yeah. the body and, and deep fake her, or they could go back and use the actress from Rogue One, who I thought she did a great job, yeah. you know, for the deep fake. But I think if they're going to do something with them, it'll be something like that. Yeah, it's possible. Mm-hmm. But I I wouldn't mind seeing I wouldn't mind seeing the series. See it turned into a series. Yeah. So, but we do have possible. Other movie stuff on the horizon, possibly, because uh, John Favreau sat down with the uh, movie TV, which looks like it's a YouTube channel. Possibly, did you see this one? I put this one up there. Oh, go for I it! Saw on it. Yeah, I, I guess there are serious conversations of a continuation of the story past the sequels. Not the Skywalker saga specifically, but what is the universe past the sequels? Right. What movie? Um, what movie wise? Yeah, there's actually talks of what movies will be um, coming after the sequel trilogy, right? Oh, after the sequel trilogy. Okay, I'm thinking yeah. after the original the trilogy. Yeah. No, no, no. Because I read something that, and I didn't want to bring it up tonight, but I read something about uh, Din Djarin and Grogu could potentially end up on the big screen. I'm gonna. I was gonna get to that one too because that's okay, so that, you do have it. Never mind. I, well, I don't have it as an article on here, but that's something I've seen everywhere. 
everybody's talking about this, that there's a good chance they, um, well, that ever since the beginning, remember when they started, um, they did Mandalorian, Book of Boba Fett, Ahsoka, all these are in the same time region and they're working together as a, one giant story, kind of. Right. There's right. The predominant theory has been all of this is um, an exper- a Star Wars experiment in the way Marvel does their storytelling. That eventually all of this will come together, except instead of all being movies, it's all TV series that will eventually culminate into a um, Mandalorian universe for nothing, for lack of a better term, movie. Right. Hmm. That'll bring all of these stories together. Well, that's that a good idea. So, I mean, that, that all depends on what how it goes from here forward. But I mean, there, uh, there has been talk that uh, Daisy Ridley says she would come back to the franchise. Uh, Oscar Isaacs, I believe, said the same thing. Hmm. Uh, the only one that really hasn't, who who has said that they would not, has been um, John Boyega. John Boyega, yeah. Lucasfilm has access to the Disney bank account. John Boyega will show up. Um, <laughs> I don't know. He, I don't know. He, he, I mean, I don't know what's right whether or not they need him. It's not whether they need him or not. It's. Um, I mean, I I really don't blame him. Yeah. With, with the comments he's made about yeah. why he would not come back. Right. <clears throat> I don't blame him either. I mean, it's a, it's a shame because I think he's a talented actor because I did love him. Oh, yeah. I, I loved him in Pacific Rim Uprising. Mm. Yeah. Um, and to be honest with you, those are the only two things I've seen him in is the Star Wars franchise and that. I have not really sought out any of the other films that he's done, which is bad on me. It's just I haven't, I really haven't caught the attention of what other films he's done and I really haven't gone out of my way to research what it is so I could go see him yeah. and, and that's that's on me it has nothing to do with him it's just I I, I do like him as a as an actor um, Pacific Rim I, I mean I think he was a great bonus to that film um, I mean I, I think he really made the second film really helped carry it I really did enjoy him in Star Wars, uh, I think it's a disservice not having him in these other films. I, I think, if they come about, yeah, he kind of got. You know, I think he kind of got a, a bum deal in the Star Wars films, unfortunately. But then again, He's so 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 did Kelly Kelly Marie Tran. Oh yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. And and it's all because of people wanting to open their mouths who had no business opening their mouths. Mm-hmm. Point blank. So I am now looking at uh, Boyega's IMDb just so I can educate myself more. And might as well go ahead and share this on the show. Yeah, I just looked at it. Um, he he's in the Woman King. It's a movie. Mm-hmm. I, I I did not realize that, but it's a movie I want to see. I've heard it's really good. I have too. I have not seen it. I wanted to, uh, but a lot of this came out when I was out on medical leave and mm-hmm. my you know, funds were tight for me. Didn't do a lot of things except rest and heal up. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, uh, looking down, uh, I'm just looking through other things. Uh, the circle I'm not familiar with. Um, a lot, a lot of these I'm just. I, d- I totally forgot he was in four episodes of Becoming Human, and I watched that show, and he was much younger. See, I don't remember him being in it. 
He was in four episodes. Was much younger. <laughs> he, he was a lot younger, had a different look. Uh, Attack, well, yeah. Attack the Block uh, was a movie I wanted I, to see, I, and I hadn't seen it. Uh, again, this is stuff that it looks like he's done a good bit of voice work too. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, I mean, th- there there's a podcast series called Tomorrow's Monsters that he apparently was in in 2021. Hmm. I'm now interested to go back and hear that. But uh, he was in Watership Down, a TV miniseries. I'm not familiar with it, and well, it's about the rabbits. Is it? It was animated. Was it? Okay. You don't know Watership Down? I do. It's been so long since I read the book. Well, yeah, it's based on the book, but they did a they redid a an animated film. I was just I don't remember. I honestly Uh, don't remember. (laughs) The Circles one one of his more recents that I want to see, and uh, Loizek was a TV movie he did that has got got me peaked. So I mean, there there's stuff out there that. I'm going to to try and watch, try and find to watch because I enjoy him as an actor and I have done myself a disservice not seeing some of his other works. Yes, but there's always time to catch up. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But, you know, I wouldn't mind having John on the show either to talk about his time on Star Wars and to let him talk with people who actually enjoyed his work and, uh, I would love to know more of how he feels about the Finn character and and where he might have come from and where he potentially goes after the franchise. Mm. Does he team up with Ray and and work on becoming more of a Force user? Because I I honestly think he he's a he's a Force user. That's how they play him in in the Lego franchise. Yeah, mm-hmm. with his character, I think we kind of see that a little bit in Force Awakens. I mean, I, I think that was a little bit of the swerve. Was is he quite possible? Well, also, I think that was the whole thing he kept trying to tell Ray in in um, Rise of Skywalker too. Yeah, but uh, but I think it's interesting that he didn't trigger the right reaction from Kylo Ren or Ben Solo of Finn's a Force user or has a. F- yeah, that deep connection to the Force. Kylo Ren was so. If you think that whole character was so wrapped up in himself that he didn't right. say anything. Yeah, it was all about him and his grandfather. Well, he but he saw Ray, but Ray. I guess Ray came yeah, across a lot stronger. And, uh, but also, he threw. She they were. She was thrown right in front of him doing stuff. True. true. And at first, he only saw Ray as as how he could use her. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, Ken, you, uh, before Derek joined us tonight, you were talking a little bit about, uh, the Acolyte. Yeah. Well, this one's kind of a negative. There's not, there's a lot of legalese in this, but it looks like I, um, I didn't even know, I guess, um, Karen McCarthy, who was originally, who was the, um, executive producer for Ballers was originally hired on to do, to produce the Acolyte. And I guess, um, only after a couple weeks in, she was fired. For some reason, it doesn't say in here why or anything else, but I guess she's actually suing Lucasfilm for that. Oh, I saw that. Yeah, and she's claiming that um, there was actually an um, another series for a- for Apple TV that she was um, talking in talks for, but she decided to go with Acolyte. Whereas if she had done Sugar was the Apple series, if she had actually taken the job for Sugar, she would have been one of the highest paid um, producers at Apple TV. Right. 
But she lost the opportunity because she went to Acolyte, and then Lucasfilm um, fired her anyway. Hmm. So I don't. None of the details are here about why, and a lot of legalese of what the actual lawsuit covers and all this stuff. But um, it, she wants to. Um, I know one of the main things on there is like she's saying, you know what? Since I lost other opportunities of doing this, I want to still be listed as executive producer on the Acolyte. She, I mean, if she put in a couple of weeks, she should. Yeah. So according to Lucasfilm, they didn't have any uh, anything written down or any um, actual agreements or anything else. She obviously is claiming that, yes, she has paperwork and all this. Stuff. So it's a back and forth thing that the courts are going to have to figure out. But it's interesting because this is just another one in a long line of people getting fired from Lucasfilm projects. Right. Well, it's like a revolt door over there since uh, Disney picked them up. Now we'll find out just how how good her agent is. Because if she's saying she's yeah. got all this paperwork and he's the one who has it, 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 it's not up to Disney to to prove that they don't have it. It's up to her to prove that, yes, all this was in writing between Disney and Lucasfilm. Well, her claims here, they got like a four-part thing. It says um, she claims that when she was requested to be paid for her work on um, the Acolyte, Lucasfilm, quote, denied that they um, – Denied that they even had an agreement, even though one, they had they had made an offer containing all the materials um, points. Two, McCarthy accepted that offer. Three, Lucasfilm had McCarthy start right away. And number four is Lucasfilm sent to McCarthy a memorandum agreement um, memorializing the terms, including uh, that McCarthy had already commenced working. Well, if, so, she, if she's got the paper trail. Yep. It's going to make her case a lot easier. I mean, none of this ever happened, or that um, she wasn't on there long enough. They didn't really have anything firm in place yet. But according to McCarthy, she she's got an email that's enough in place. That's a legal document. If it came from a Lucas, or she's got a memo. If it's got a Lucasfilm letterhead or Lucasfilm officer or management position person signature on it or name on it from somewhere, yeah. That's enough, I would think. I don't know. It's something that um, for people who like following all the legal stuff, it's something to, to watch. This, 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 this is going to be an interesting case. Um, mm -hmm. I, I think yeah. this is something that we, we should keep on the radar, maybe low on the radar. But this can be news that be interesting to follow up on what happens. Yeah. So quite possibly. Yeah. Um, I know you guys put this up, but. Uh, it's collectibles, and if you guys don't mind, I would love I to take. Love this. That's why I put it up there. I would, I would love to take this on because I would, I would discuss this anyway. Uh, it's the second week of Mando Mania. Mando's in one Starfighter lands in the Mission Fleet line from Hasbro and more. Uh, so start right off uh, with the Mission Fleet line. This is the two and a half inch figures. Um, Mando's N1 Starfighter speed run. Uh, it looks, you know, it's it's his Starfighter from uh, from season two, now season three, or from Book of Boba Fett in season three. Uh, Din Djarin and Grogu can be placed in and out of opening cockpits. And I think one of the cool things about the Grogu out of this is this Grogu could also be. I mean, even though it's scaled for the two and a, two and a half inch size figures, he's almost the right scale as well for the three and three quarter inch figures. Yeah, yeah. I mean, for him and the and his size, there is not that much size difference between the two. Because I know uh, when they did the the speeder, the Mandalorian speeder bike, 
with Grogu and they introduced the pr- the pram with that, a lot of people were putting the Black Series Grogu in that pram and it fit perfectly and looked perfect. So, um, go ahead. Someone was about to say something. Unless that was no. just me hearing myself breathe. Okay, it was me hearing myself breathe. Yeah. <laughs> uh, number two, Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes by Electronic Arts. Uh, the RPG strategy game, which I've been playing. Uh, I've been playing for a while. I actually enjoy it. Um, actually getting further along. I actually have, uh, I have Hondo. I have uh, BT1 and Triple Zero. I'm trying to find Afra. I don't think they've released her yet. Um, I have a good chunk of the Sith Inquisitors. Um, yeah, I've, 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 I've been enjoying the game. It, it's, it's, I mean, it's similar to some other games that are out there where you build a team. It's similar to like Marvel Strike Force. You build a team and yeah, you fight. Yeah, DC, DC Legends. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. So, um, but uh, new and returning players can play through the tutorial to unlock Moff Gideon and the Dark Trooper and gain access to a rewards calendar full of giveaways like experience points, gear, credits, and more to automatically level up to unlock the Mandalorian's bounty event where you can collect even more of your favorite characters from season one and season two. Cool. Which I'm doing that. Plus, I saw today too uh, that I think starting on or having started either March 9th or March 10th is uh, an event where you can also earn Cal Kestis shards and you get oh, nice. and build up to Cal Kestis, hmm. which I'll be doing that as well. Uh, from Joffrey's Coffee and Tea Company, Star Wars, the Mandalorian Precious Cargo Blend. This ethically sourced 100% Arabica coffee is rich and smooth and small batch roasted. And it's also 100% adorable with Grogu on the packaging. <laughs> and it's a, it's a it medium. Ground, does it have ground frogs and soup in it? Probably not. Me. <laughs> uh, this next one. This is one I actually want. <laughs> I, I, I'm looking at this and I, I kind of like it. Uh, the Lego Star Wars Pirate Snub Fighter. Oh, yeah. That we see in episode one of... Uh, Episode one, season season three, episode one of Mandalorian, uh, mm-hmm. where pirate King Gorian shards men, and you'll answer, and now you'll answer to him. This dynamic set brings these fast and cool fighters, uh, seen recently in the season premiere of Mandalorian, to life in Lego bricks. Also included are the minifigures of Vane and a snub fighter pilot. <clears throat> I I want this. This yeah, is well, actually- this is cool. I think the one I want, um, Lego just released the Mandalorian N1 Starfighter. Yeah. I don't have it on this thing here, but I just saw it before the show. And it comes with the Mandalorian, with Grogu, with um, Pelimoto, and a BD unit. Yeah. So, yeah, ship May 1st. Um, I'm looking forward to this. This, this, is, this is one I would love to get. Actually, I probably wouldn't mind getting a couple of them. <laughs> so, um, I'm going back. Still want to get the Rebel Pilot. Or Luke's X-wing pilot helmet as well. There's the N one. I'm seeing, I'm seeing the N one listed at sixty bucks, not seventy, on Lego's oh, website. That's always that. So I'm looking at Lego's website right now. I'm flipping through it anyway. Yeah, that's not a bad looking kit. Wow, they have a a mini version of the Executor coming for seventy dollars. Really? Yeah, yeah. And, he lo- and it looks cool. It, it looks amazing. It's got two mini Star Destroyers. But $70 is like, wow. It's not bad. Be curious to know what the length of it is for the mini. Yeah. Um, and how many pieces? 
Yeah. It's yeah. 17 inches long and five and a half inches tall from the base all the way up. Oh, that's not bad. <laughs> That's a good price. Yeah, I'm seeing now, too, a defensive hoth. I'm like, I bought a, a year or two ago. The uh, It's got a couple of E-Web cannons. Um, I got the uh, the, the last um, hoth, hoth, Rebel Hoth soldier set, or Rebel Hoth trooper set that they did, um, which I still got put together. But I, I'm kind of liking the, the Rebel Hoth trooper line um, kits that they have out, the little army builder kits. Mm-hmm. So... This is one that I definitely would look into getting. Um, okay. So get back on track <laughs> for me. This has been a night of tangents. Yes, it has. Um, Adult tangents. Episode 291, Wookiee Tangents. <laughs> um, the Mandalorian and Grogu edition, Native Shoes by Native Shoes. Uh, it's a collection of kicks or shoes that kicks off March 7th with the release, new release for kids. Why is it got to be kids? Uh, the Shoemaker's two most popular styles, the Jefferson and the Robbie, featured in this range, celebrates the whole saga, including the Mandalorian with special Mandalorian Grogu design. There's some cool looking design. I, I love the, the one that's got the Mandalorian armor on it. It looks like it's Boba Fett inspired with the green. That That would look cool for an adult shoe too. It's a nice, simple look. If you go to their website, they do have adult shoes, and they have um, there. This is focusing on the Mandalorian collection, but there are all kinds of Star Wars shoes on here. Oh, yeah, baby! Let's check it out. Um, and then something that was not mentioned on the site, but when I got the news release from Hasbro, they kept referencing back to StarWars.com. Um, the new. Uh, I believe you can start pre-ordering now the new um, they finally got pictures up of the new retro collection um, and the new releases include uh, holdovers from Book of Boba Fett such as Boba Fett uh, with a soft goods robe from the Dune Sea <laughs> Fennec Shand who comes with a helmet that is removable the Mandalorian which I haven't I can't tell if this is a a new new paint on an old model or if it's a potential new sculpt. Um, Grogu, uh, which he comes with the backpack that Luke carries him in. <laughs> it's like an updated version of the old mail away accessories backpack or accessories kit that had the Yoda backpack. <laughs> it's like an updated version of that backpack. Um, a Tuscan warrior with a soft goods cloak but it's it almost looks like the original tuscan tuscan raider mold because the head's the same but the body is the darker brown cloaks for the body and then it's a, a, a like a tan soft goods cloak around him which i actually kind of like the look of this cad bane hmm. and cad bane looks awesome and i saved the best for last chrysanthemum <laughs> and this to me this chrysanthemum looks awesome. It's not a. It's not like that. They took the original Chewy mold and just modified. Um, he's got a a separate molded head, and it looks like a slightly bulkier body. Uh, but the legs and arms look like it may be the traditional Wookiee arms. But there is a, a change to the sculpt of the body and the head, and it looks so good. But like usual, I will be collecting these seven. <laughs> Well, I, I'm flipping through the Hasbro Pulse site as you're looking through that, and I didn't know they were making this, and it's already sold out in pre-order. They have a Black Series Mara Jade. Oh, really? 
Yeah, it's on yeah. pre-order, but it's already sold out on pre-order. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, supposedly, Scorch Black Series is available now at GameStop, hmm. which of all the different Republic... Yes, so that completes the Republic Commando set from the game. But I think right now, the only one I really want to grab is Scorch. Because technically, Scorch is the only one that's truly canon because he's appeared in two episodes of Bad Batch. And we haven't seen the rest of the group. We've only seen him. And then I'm still looking for uh, um, Stormtrooper Mike from from the the whatever the Empire's version of uh, our task. There we go. It's Task Force Ninety Nine because they took their name from in honor of uh, Bad Batch of Clone Force Ninety Nine. So um, I just got a figure from um, GameStop, but it's not. I got one of the GI Joe classified Sergeant Slaughter. Oh, very cool. Okay. I've not opened it up yet because I'm waiting. I'm gonna do a video for it. Very cool. And that's, sucks. Doesn't have a window on the package. It's a straight black, a straight box. Yeah, yeah. That's how they're doing the packaging now. Now, here, here's my only downfall. They they announced these. They, I mean, these were initially pipeline reveals. Now they've been announced. Do you want to know when these retro figures are slated to come out? 2024, fall of 2023. Mm. Almost a year after Book of Boba Fett came out. This is my problem with Hasbro and Star Wars at the moment is everything's pre-order for for stuff that should have been out now and should have been out then, but didn't I happen. I think it's still policies that they put in place because of what happened with the um, prequels. I don't know, but when they they way so far overproduced for Phantom Menace. Yeah, they did. And, and uh, th- you could probably still go to find, um, go to a dollar store somewhere and find Jar Jar Banks action figures. <laughs> but you know, Obi Wan, the Obi Wan retro figures came out fairly soon after Obi Wan was the series was done. Yeah, they should have come out when the series came out. But I mean, they came out really close to when the series was ending or had ended. But the these should have been out around the same time. It's like with Mandalorian season three. Those figures should, those are the figures that should have been released or introduced now and actually should have been out. And they could have been releasing one or two at a time saying, hey, here's the figures coming of characters we've already seen in the show. And then announced, and here's the new figure that's coming that just appeared in this week's episode. And they could have done that with Corsantin and, and Cad Bane with Book of Boba Fett at the time. Because this is the way it used to be. We used to get a T, you know, the characters were the tease and part of the hype for the show or for the movies before the movies came out. We would get a month, month and a half before the film, the new wave of characters. And a lot of times it'd be the characters we already knew and had seen the new costumes. Oh, we know Luke's in this. And oh, why is he in a snowsuit? Well, we've seen a brief clip. Oh, because you can't, everything has to be an absolute secret. <sighs> yeah, whatever. That's my little soapbox. But um, if you guys have an Xbox, I wish uh, the rebooted. Um, wait, which Xbox? Which game is? Are they talking about? It's now five dollars. The uh, uh, looks like it may be the original Battlefront Two. Is that uh, available on Xbox for five bucks? I think I already have it. You know, this the original Battlefront Two was a great game. I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed the first Battlefront, but I think Battlefront 2 was better. Same with the relaunches. 
first one was good. The second one, so much better. So, um, and then as we're recording on International Women's Day, Disney launches uh, some stuff. They they launch a Bo-Katan doll and a Women of the Galaxy collection. Uh, there's an 11, 11 inch uh, Bo-Katan special edition doll uh, that's part of the week two Mando Mania drop. It's available at Shop Disney for forty nine ninety nine. And I'm wondering if this is the same styling as the Forces of Destiny figures that they are dolls that they made long ago. Um, but with the release of the doll also coincides with the debut of shop Disney's women of the galaxy collection, which uh, is described as celebrating the brave women of the star Wars universe who fight for freedom against dark forces that lurk. This collection will empower its wearers and show off their strong sense of style with items featuring Padme, Leia, Ahsoka, Ray, Rose, Tico, Paige Tico, and Harris and Dula. Uh, the first of this collection is a retro style suitcase by Loungefly. It includes appliques featuring Ahsoka, Ray, Leia, and Padme. You can also grab the matching spirit jersey. There's also a pair of fashion shorts with deboss silhouettes of Padme, Ray, uh, General Organa, Rose, Ahsoka, and Hera. And you can also check out. Um, uh, they also added Ahsoka Tano and Ray's lightsaber hilts uh, for sale, um, which the is the Clone War Ahsoka, and I th- don't remember which Ray hilt this is. Uh, oh, it's her Skywalker, her her final hilt, her scavenger hilt, where it looks like it was taken from her her staff. So uh, these are ones that are also available in the park. They're now available on the website. For those who can't get to the parks. Cool. So, um, final thoughts, guys? There's uh, there's one story here that I, we didn't get to that um, if anybody wants to check it out. Uh, Entertainment Tonight, actually, when they were at the premiere of The Mandalorian set, actually got Dave Filoni. And it, it's classic Dave Filoni dodging every question known to man, but... Um, she did. There's like a three-minute interview up on YouTube, if you can find it, of um, him actually trying to get some answers about Grogu again. They wanted to know stuff like how old is Grogu? When is he going to actually talk? Yeah. And they, they've been kind of teasing that a little bit. Um, if you've seen the first couple episodes of Mandalorian, so you never know. He may actually say something by the end of this season. True. Uh, there's also an update too of suggesting that Ahsoka will premiere late summer, uh, meaning either August or September of 2023. Hmm. And I, I guarantee we'll find out. We're probably not going to have a, Firm date until celebration. I I would agree with that. The other major announcements that are um that are rumored and one I can almost guarantee is they'll probably make the next movie announcement at celebration. Oh yeah, yeah oh, yeah. Exactly is the first movie they're planning on putting out. Yeah. <clears throat> so all the stuff we did at the beginning of the show about what could be coming, what might be there, what's in the works, it's not going to matter until we actually get to celebration and they say, hey, this is what's coming. Yep. Mm-hmm. Right. I agree. I absolutely agree. Well, if you guys have nothing else, um, you know, J7 has been quiet tonight. So That's weird. Yeah, it is weird. Hey, J7, uh, do you mind? You know, I stopped the star speeder with my face once. My forehead's all bondo. That's not what I meant. There's only one thing left to be said. Give the evacuation code signal. 
All right, cut the chatter. Jax, I can hold it. Pull out! No, I'm all right. I have placed information vital to the survival of the rebellion into the memory systems of this R2 unit. I've lost R2. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> <laughs>